Warning, we are a spoilers podcast. At times, we are also an offensive podcast. And we are most certainly a verbally explicit podcast. So if you fear for any of your delicate sensibilities, please back up now before you reach the point of no return. All right, pussies, this is your final warning. Thank you for listening to another episode of Cinematic Anarchy. We did have a few episodes prior to this that we had bulk recorded, but due to the untimely passing of the fantastic Mr. Richard Belzer, we will be... Oh, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I can't. Brought to you by NPR. Fuck. I can't do that. Low serious for too long. It's like I, I tried to get it all out. I really did. Okay, so... You're gonna do it all in one breath. Mr. Richard Belzer of 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 uh, Law and Order SVU fame, Law and Order in general. I yeah, was he on S- regular Law and Order before SVU? Uh, he was on all of the Law and Orders <laughs> as fucking John Munch. On top of that, he fucking was in like other shit, like Kimmy Schmidt as Richard as John Munch. He's been in a lot of different things. I, I think he was was he even in like a, I want to say NYPD Blue or she, something. He was like in that. Thirty Rock, The Wire. He was on. He's been in everything. Arrested Development? Yeah, I mean, he's been around. He, he he was mostly known for television. He's done stand-up comedy. He had a couple of films. He is also the cousin of Henry Winkler. Yeah. Which I didn't know. I didn't know either. I didn't know that. I, that was brought up by Candace. She, uh, Homicide, she the me. movie? 326 episodes of Law & Order SVU. That's how many episodes he had been in. So I fucking was... loved his character so much. Oh, come on, Munch. I mean, first of all, the name. Right? Detective Munch. Oh, Homicide. He, that was the television show. So before he moved and the over... Movie. Before he moved over to... Um, all the Law and SV, Order stuff. SVU, yeah. the Law and Order stuff, he was Detective John Munch in Homicide. Huh. Which actually, I believe, if I'm, I'm not mistaken, had a couple of crossover episodes with... Law and Order. Yeah. So that's how his character, Detective Munch, moved into moved that into SVU and after just... Homicide Life on the Streets went away. Okay. Uh, so they basically kept that as a whole crossover thing. I mean, he's he's even been uh, John Munch. He was Detective Munch in, in the, the X Files. <laughs> the X Files. So he has been that character, John Munch, forever. That's just and who he is. Not for nothing. I mean, kudos. Being such a serious actor that he could make a guy with a name like Munch go through all these different shows, and 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 everybody had to take him seriously because no, most people would have just been like Butt Munch, you know that right? But no, uh, and like in the show, like he there was this one episode on SVU where he was dealing with a little girl, and he was asking like how what she does with her best friend, the kid that they're looking for, right? And he's like, oh, I'm. Detective Munch, and she's like, mm-hmm, Munch is a funny name. He's like, it really is, and like, he's so great with children, and fucking like, it just melted my heart. He played off of because uh, him and Ice T, yeah, were a team. Yeah, so basically, Tutuola, were... Detective Tutuola, yeah. and Detective John Munch were like the team. Oh, to Finn. Ah, uh, Finn. Yep. Yes. Ah, uh, and so they were they were the team. They were the ones that I remembered Law and Order. They were my favorite. Uh, and just those two playing off each other well, all the time. Well, them and, um, Dr. Wong. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. The psychiatrist. And... Uh, who went on, uh, who went on to be a, a serious, like, villain in Gotham. I saw that! I, I fucking, that so I, I, weird. Oh my god, it was fantastic! For so... 
I really feel like uh, like uh, he was channeling uh, what's his name? Uh, who's the guy that played Sulu? In in in, uh, in not in in the uh, original Star Trek series, uh, jo- George Takei. George Takei. Yeah, I was trying to remember that name. I felt like he was channeling George Takei so hard in Gotham. See, uh, oh, definitely. <laughs> but see, I didn't watch the original Star Trek. <gasps> I didn't really either. I yeah. watched the movies more than I watched the original television show, to be honest. Yeah. Um, because uh, the original television show was really it didn't before. Didn't really do anything my time. for me. I was a Stargate kid. I, I I think I grew up on. Uh, I would fucking do anything for Colonel Jack O'Neill. My my parents started me on old uh, old Doctor Who and uh, with the. Oh um, my god, okay, Star so... Star Trek, the next generation thing. We, we, My mom, my grandmother, and I used to have, like, Stargate nights every Friday, and, like, that would be our thing. Every Friday night. And one night, we went to commercial, and it, it was on TV, so, like, we would go to commercial, they would flip the channel, see if anything else was on, and I saw, like, fucking 30 seconds of a Doctor Who episode, and I didn't know what it was. <laughs> but I, uh, it was the Moisturize Me episode. Okay, okay. <laughs> Moisturize Me. But so this is the one with the, the face that was just spread out. Yeah, the, the, so the, the, is, the slab of skin. So this is new Doctor Who, not old school Doctor yeah, Who. Yeah, but um, I was a kid. Right. And fucking I was like, what is that? I want to keep watching that. We've already watched all of fucking Stargate. What, what's that? And my mom refused to go back to it. And I never knew about it until someone, like, fucking 15 years later told me about it and was like, oh, yeah, no, that's Doctor Who. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Uh, Nobody knows what I was talking about. I should have just Googled Moisturize Me. But I I felt like if I did, it would come up with a lot of porn. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But anyway, we're not talking about Doctor Who. We're talking about Richard Belzer. Richard Belzer. Okay, so we, we really didn't find a lot of movies uh, that had Richard Belzer featured prominently. We found two, which were really, really early on. But yeah. We had a lot of cameos and different things. The two that we found early on were the one that we're going to talk about today, which is The, the Wrong, Wrong Guys. Guys. The other one, which we tried to watch shortly before doing this, we had a little bit of fear of actually seeing Richard Belzer's dick a few too many times. Yeah. So like, okay, well... This is not the Richard Belzer that I mean. He's definitely it was a great like a, comedian. A, it was like a seventies version of movie forty three. Yeah, basically. And I mean, there's a couple of different sketch things that you can compare yeah. it to. There's not a lot of sketch comedy movies coming out yeah. right now. And um, like both of the movies that we watch are, are movie and a half that we watched. <laughs> I wouldn't even call that a half of that movie. We really, we ducked out after it, three sketches. So yeah, it was, like, it, was oh. it was maybe like 15, 20 minutes Oh, in. that's painful. Yeah. But, um, the movie in a quarter that we watched, fucking, he plays this, like... He plays, well, well I, I use the word Lothario. Yeah. He basically plays, he, like... He's a gigolo! I don't want to say gigolo. I want to say, like... Have you ever seen back back in the sixties, seventies, even kind of the early eighties? He's a player. They had guys, but he wasn't a player that had game. He was like the kind of player that you would have likened to uh, 
early SNL when you had Dan Aykroyd and 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 Steve Martin playing two wild and crazy guys, yeah. you know, just guys that think they're women's men and are constantly trying to turn on that kind of creepy charm that but passed Richard, for charm back then, but really isn't. It's not charm, but in the movies, Richard Belzer fucking got it. He got it. He did it pretty well. Oh yeah. Well, women don't fall for that kind of charm no. anymore. It's not charm. It's it's not charm. It's gross. Kind of. It's crusty it's and gross. Ugh, slimy and crusty at the same time, and that's a very contradictory statement. But uh, it makes you uncomfortable. Well, you know, 20, 30, 40 years removed from that particular movie and that particular mindset, we've moved on from accepting that as the status quo of yeah. how guys should treat women and approach them in public. Mm. You know. It, it's not the same. Uh, but he did what he did for those movies fairly well and for pretty decent comedic value. Oh, my God. Uh, he was the funniest part of both movies, with the exception... Oh, absolutely. Richard Lewis in The Wrong Guys did channel early neurotic Woody Allen pretty fucking well in that movie. True. He did. <laughs> Fucking. Before we get into The Wrong Guys, I want to mention something. Okay. All of the main characters mm-hmm. all go by their actual first names. I know. Oh, except for Richard Beltzer. Because no. the other guy is Richard. They said he go he's he goes by Belts. Belts, right. It's still he's going by his name. Yeah. I I found it funny that Richard Beltzer in the movie plays a guy that sells belts. He creates and sells belts. Oh my god. That's oh my god. <laughs> I don't know why that didn't fucking occur to me. It, it was. It was. I thought it was hilarious. It took me till halfway. I had already passed the belt scene. Belt sells belts. Ba- exactly. I just cheeseballed. It's all right. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious though, because I'm getting halfway through it. That is like, hilarious. We get past the part where he is literally telling the guy, "You're." He goes, "I'm selling the belts that make your frocks not look like trash bags." Yeah. You know. And um, basically, he's he's a, a designer. He designs belts and accessories. Yeah. Uh, so Richard Beltzer sells belts. And the entire in the time he's like putting these belts on these models, he's fucking flirting with them and fucking like he's being super creepy, but they're all eating it up except for his assistant who's like Oh, a couple coming. Of people slapped his face during the movie, including the one in the steam room. The girl in the steam room that he was coming on or not coming on to. They were trying to escape, but she still slapped him. Yeah. But like no, no, he's fucking like and it, <laughs> At the end of every sentence, he has to say, babe. 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 Yeah. That's his, that was his thing. That, I'm a designer, babe. This is a two hundred. This is an $800 night uh, pajama set, babe. But this movie itself had some pretty popular stand-up comedians from that time. And oh, Tim yeah. Thomerson, uh, the guy that played Tim in the movie that had, uh, what's his name? Jonathan Brandis as his younger version. I used to be in love with that kid. Yeah, I hear that a lot. Never-ending story was my shit. Bastion, yeah. Um, Why why haven't we heard more Bastions or Sebastians? I knew a couple of Sebastians. I didn't know any. Not a single one. And he was, um... He was? Bill Denenborough in It. Okay, that that is The first It. That was uh, was a while ago. That was the TV miniseries version. Once upon a time. Uh, Yeah, no, apparently he... uh, passed away in 2003. But I, I I haven't gotten to watch a lot of his stand-up comedy. Richard Belzer, I have seen some of it. Yeah. 
but it's been a while since I've actually seen him do stand-up comedy. Okay. I, think... I told you before we started this episode that I had something to say. Okay. And that you're probably not going to like it. All right. I've never really been a big fan of Louis Anderson. Never been a big fan of Louis Anderson? No. Nope. Never, not even a little bit? No. Nope. Okay, that's fine. Neither am I. Okay, thank God, because fucking I have a couple people who... Watch this. Okay. Would get very upset about that. Watching Louis Anderson's stand-up comedy is one thing. Yeah. All right? I'm not really a fan of things that he's done in the movies. I'm not a fan of his stint on... He, he was... Uh, Family, he was on Family Feud for a little while yeah. before uh, Steve Harvey took over. Um, Who was the what other? I was a fan of, and I was also a fan of Howie Mandel for this exact reason, they had this thing where they took stand-up comedians and made cartoons about their younger selves. Yeah. So if you go and find the Louis Anderson cartoon, they had done a couple of seasons of that, and he did really good for that. That was fun to watch. Watching him as an actual stand-up comedian, I'm kind of not here or there. Like, I preferred, like, guys like John Panette was really fucking funny. Yeah. I've never been uh, a big fan of Chris Farley, either. Really? Yeah. It just didn't hit it for me. I think that Chris Farley didn't get to hit his stride out of SNL before he passed away. I think he was stuck in the, the slapstick comedy thing, and I don't think he managed to get far enough away from it. Yeah. Um, you could tell that he could have done some serious roles if he really wanted to. Exactly. He was stuck in that fucking, like... Um, Fat man with a little coat phase. Yeah. Well, not phase, but, like, character. He That's what he got stuck with, and fucking it was just, like, what he ran off of. And people ate it up, but, like, it runs out quickly. It, and it, it ran out for, like, say, Jonah Hill. Right, it ran out for him. He I'm wanted to hell move he into other things. Exactly, he wanted to be more serious and fucking like everyone kept going back to that shit, and he's just, he just wants to move on with his life and be taken seriously. He's just one of those big men that never got the chance to do things that were more serious. Like I really felt like Chris Farley to me was Wait. like a, a more modern version of John Candy. Yeah, you could see that behind his eyes. You could see that he could do the serious roles if he really wanted to. And even in, like, Tommy Boy, he had moments where he he, he, he really could have been put like, in heartfelt performances yeah. before going right back into the slapstick shit. Uh, and that's, like, another issue with, like, Hollywood is they always use the fat people for the, like, comedic relief. Well, yeah. And, like, yeah, yeah. it just, it gets old. I mean, you, you can only beat fat jokes so much today. Exactly. It's, it's You're beating a dead horse. Uh, Make up some new shit. Fucking new content, well, buddy. Well, I mean, they, they've been used... They haven't been doing it so much lately. I mean, it's not always that way. They've had some movies with larger characters that... Fat Amy and fucking Pitch Perfect. Right, right. I mean, she was taken pretty seriously, even though she... After. Yeah. A, but a long time after, but, like, that's... <sighs> That's, like, the fucking stigma. That's the expectation in Hollywood. Well, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, not, not, I was going to say Kevin Smith, but it's, I mean, Kevin Smith kind of. Kind of. He wasn't ever taken. A, they, they, the fly, fat man, fly, or fly, fly fat ass fly. Mm. I mean, they kind of took his weight and kind of made a we bit of a joke out of it. We completely jumped off of Richard Belson. Wow, yeah. Hey, Richard. How you doing, doing an entire, We haven't even gotten into the movie. I know. Oh, my God. The movie is based on... Uh, we're 15 minutes in, haven't even touched base with the movie that we're talking <laughs> about. Here. 
Uh, see, that's the thing. We started though. talking about the shows he was in, and then people in the shows, and then stigmas and fucking. Oh goddamn! This is not tea time. HD. I need to get medicated, man. I need to get some kind of medicine for this. Story of my life. You know, it's like ooh, shiny object. Right. So. Fact. We're what we watched a movie called The Wrong Guys, which I don't really understand the name of the movie. I don't either. Like, it doesn't. You got the wrong guys, man. Yeah. I, I, We're not the FBI. Right. I mean, technically. Yeah. Section 7. Yeah. You know, they basically thought they were like Section 7 of the FBI. John Goodman's uh, yeah. murderous uh, criminal character. Uh, I guess he's an arms dealer of some sort because of how, much, how many guns he had in his uh, trunk. Uh,. That being said, <laughs> we are watching a movie about a group of former Cub Scouts that are basically having a 25-year reunion in the mountains where they uh, had what Louis Anderson, or Louis in the movie, yep. describes as their biggest adventure. Because uh, they never got the Arrow of Light badge. I want to know why they... I mean, is it because these the, the actors themselves couldn't commit to other names like did they have to give the franklin was franklin richard is richard richard is belts and you know you have louis is louis tim is tim and it's like could they not remember anything but their own names like just talk to each other like yeah honestly i i think i think that that's a lot of what it was or it's not like so like they couldn't remember but just like talk to each other like you would in normal life I think that I think they might have done it to keep themselves on a friendly level because I think a lot of them were familiar with themselves as yeah. like stand-up comedians. I know at least three of the crew were like full stand-up comedians before they hit this. I know Ernie Hudson wasn't, and and John Goodman definitely wasn't like fully a stand-up comedian or anything. He was a comedic character. Yeah, he did a lot of comedic character work. But I know Tim Thomerson definitely wasn't like a stand-up comedian. He was just known for a lot of... Goofy roles. Well, he, he did a lot of really B-related materials. Like, I don't know if I've ever shown you anything from Full Moon Entertainment, but he fell into some, like, really bad B-movie, like, sci-fi flicks. Like, he was, <laughs> he was Doll Man. And, and, what uh, the fuck? The, Doll the Man? Doll Man. Basically, he was a guy from another planet where people were all his size, and then he came to our planet, and he was, like... A doll. Doll-sized. Little guy. Okay. So it was basically this itty-bitty thing, alien from another planet hunting down this criminal that ended up on our planet. Okay. So he's like one-tenth our size. Okay. Dollman. I, I hate it. Yeah, they had a whole series. Dollman, Dollman 2, Dollman versus Demonic Toys. What the fuck? Where apparently at some point we find Doll Woman. I don't know. Okay, It, it was weird. But he, play, he plays the comedic dumb rolls pretty damn good. I could see that. Uh, they had. We're not talking about Tim Thomerson. We're just talking we're, about the movie and Richard Belzer in general. Yeah. Uh, Richard Belzer did this movie probably the only other standout performance I can think of outside of the fact that the, his perpetual role as Munch. John Munch, he fell into his own. Like, oh, he yeah. Like, that he, character he, he turned himself his into time. John Munch. Like, he... he there was an interview where he said he was really excited about the character of John Munch because, like, it was a lot like himself. Right. And fucking, like, super into, like, conspiracy theories and fucking, like, <laughs> doesn't trust the government and fucking, like, oh, peace and love, man. But well, also, freedom of speech, fuck you. He was one of the guys that, along with uh, 
thin that would yeah. kind of go against the rules more often than not. Yeah. You had a lot of the straight-laced cops. You, you had... Um, now I'm trying to remember their names. Olivia Benson. Olivia Benson and... Uh, Amanda Rollins. No, no, the guy. Carisi. No, we're talking old... Elliot Stabler. Elliot Stabler. There we go. We're, we're talking... that. Elliot Stabler broke a lot of... Stabler broke a lot of rules a lot of the time. And he was the more serious version of that. Yeah, he was the more serious version. Like, he, he was, was constantly like, getting in trouble for roughing up the perps too quickly. He was he was he was like the the guy that would would kick your ass. Yeah. You know, if, if it got what he needed. Yeah. Uh, which is not which is not Belzer and 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 uh and Ice T's version. No, they just use psychological fucking flippity switch. They they, they yeah, it was uh <laughs> Psychological flippity switch. That's, that's the technical term for it, I suppose. Uh, uh, so yeah, they used a psych. I'm gonna use that now. Psychological, psychological flippity, flippity switch. switch. Uh, they uh, they had some of the best witty banter mm-hmm. on that show, and I don't think that they have brought in anybody since then that had that same banter, that same charisma between the two of them. Um, Belzer and Ice T, probably my favorite team throughout all of the Law and Order Absolutely. shows. Absolutely, uh, and that includes like some of the old school stuff. You know, we we oh, we had Chris Knoth, we had uh, Servino in the old stuff. Um, Barba was one Barba. of my favorite. The ADA Barba. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I loved him. I really want to see like him with Olivia. And yeah, I guess, I guess, I, but I think that they're moving towards. Uh, I saw the most Benson recent. I, I know I saw the recent episodes after uh, Stabler's wife died. Fucking like he and Olivia, like he tried to kiss Olivia, and she was like, "I want to, but like I can't. I'm not ready for this. I can't do this." And like she backed him, she backed off, and like it was, it was a little tease for people who ship Elliot and Stabler or Elliot and Olivia forever though I mean 20 something seasons worth of yeah exactly but fucking like I really I really want her to end up with Barba you know right now I ship Finn and Belzer together there you go yes uh, well oh Finn come on didn't Finn like get married so that mean anything Finn is a loyal man yeah 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 maybe maybe I don't know who knows Anyway. Finn seems like a loyal man. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Come on. Come on. No. It's, no? No. Also, fucking... No Munch and Tutuola? Munch and Tutuola, it would be a cute, like, little ship, but no. I would, ha- I would say Finn would be his fucking best man at his next wedding after... <laughs> What six other marriages? I'm sorry. Four like right now, I'm I'm laughing a little bit because I have this mental image of Richard Belzer kissing Ice T for some reason. I'm gonna make a little like <laughs> anime drawing of that. There's a photo of um, Stabler kissing Munch on the cheek. Yeah. Uh, well, that's not unusual. No, they're adorable. And you know, you know uh, the guy that played Chris, uh, the guy that played Stabler. Um, he. Has outside of that role that the, he has played a lot of comedic stuff. Yeah, like he has to. He's taken breaks from that role and done comedic things because he wanted to do things that weren't quite as serious as that. Yeah, that, um, that takes a lot out of you. 
because I, get, I think from what I remember, there was a Christopher Maloney. He, there was an interview that he had done where he was saying, well, like with the role of Stabler, you could really lose yourself in the intensity of a role like that, and you kind of have to counterbalance it with the the comedic roles to sort of let yourself loose. Yeah, you know, and not be quite as yeah. <laughs> Still not talking about the wrong guys. No, we're not talking about the wrong guys. This, honestly, it's, honestly, it's really there's hard. There's not a lot to talk about with the movie. They do this camp out reunion, and then like throughout the entire beginning of the film, they're taught that the radio is talking about how there's an escaped convict, and look out for fucking da 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 Duke Duke Duke. That's what his name is. And uh. fucking like it's just not very good. It's a good one-off movie. I watched it. I'm not disappointed that I watched it. Basically, in memorial to Richard Belts. Yeah. However, the movie itself is not a memorable movie. It's not going to stick in my head. No. Uh, there's not a lot of great comedic moments. You have little. Richard bit Belzer things. was the best part of the movie. I would say Richard. Be- both Richards were the best part. Of the yeah. Movie. Richard Belzer and Richard Lewis were the best. Part Absolutely. Of the movie. Uh, and they had perfect comedic timing throughout the entire movie. Yep. And Richard Belzer had fucking style. Okay, the entire I wanted those pajamas. <laughs> right. I, I, Eight hundred dollars silk fucking PJs. Hell's yeah. Right. Uh, he I felt insulted a little bit. Right. By their comments. I I, I did. I felt insulted. <laughs> I, are you fucking kidding me? That looks cozy as shit. Exactly. I, I, I think that one of my favorite parts of the movie was uh, between the, the initial introduction to the adult version of, of Belts. Yeah. Uh, where he's basically having a tete-a-tete with the guy that made the clothes. He's like, this is an accessory show. This isn't a fashion show. He goes, I put the belts on your frocks to make them not look like garbage bags. He goes, deal with it, you know. Yeah. yeah. I've never been so insulted. <laughs> uh, well... <laughs> I think that was probably that was one of my favorite comedic moments. The second one was Richard Lewis having having the struggles that he had with the cot trying to set it up. Oh yeah, that was that was fantastic. Uh, and then um, Franklin Franklin sleeping through the gunfire. He went to go use the bathroom in the woods, and he came running back because he saw one armed Pete right standing there. He left the fucking toilet paper and the shovel in the woods and fucking ran back and he was asking Richard for a sleeping pill because he didn't want to fucking like wake up for anything and then what was it um Duke am I, am I thinking of the next scene where he sleeps through all the gunfire yeah well no um who was it the the, the Richard and Louis Louis go looking for Tim and Belts Belts Right, who have gone who have, off to go find women. Yeah. They're going to the Girl Scout camp, or what is now a, a, a women's retreat. It's yes. not a Girl Scout camp anymore. Uh, and they end up finding... So they, the, they, they the, were introduced to two bullies at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Tim and Belts end up finding... The wives. The wives of the two bullies from the beginning of the movie. Who are very sexually aggressive. And uh, apparently more than willing to cheat on their husbands. Oh, yeah. Uh, and for some reason, I, the, the bullies don't stay bullies for very long. They end up making making up at, during the whole escape from Duke. Uh, so the bullies don't stay bullies for very long. And I'm guessing the, the part and the only where reason they, they help to, uh, them is because they want back in the 
Cub Scouts. So do you think just the bullies, to just to fuck with them? The bullies bullied them because they got they kicked out. Got kicked out of the Cub Scouts yeah. for being too aggressive. Yeah. Absolutely. That that they said they were. That's what they were. That's they said that's what they were doing. First of all, the nightmare about the the three gun the three BB gun shooting of this kid yeah. after they ripped off his uh, that was that was priceless. I mean, <laughs> first of all, you're not going to watch firing squad. And he wakes up in a cold sweat. <laughs> I mean, would you forgive three little kids for shooting you with BB guns when you were younger? Listen, there was a whole, like, neighborhood vote on whether or not there was this one kid allowed back to hang out with the rest of us in our little, like, circle neighborhood when I was, like, five or six. Right. Because he had shot one of our other neighbor kids in the arm with a BB gun and, like, fucking broke his arm and shit. It was, like, metal BBs. Ooh. Yeah. We actually had the same thing. And he was constantly aggressive and fucking, like, it it was really bad. And he was constantly fucking, like terrorizing kid, other kids in the neighborhood. He beat my brother with a fucking tree branch. So I'll tell you my little my little thing before we go to our little break here. Yeah. So, um, is is we had a we had a kid that we kind of drummed out of our little friend group. Had I had a little social group. I was a social misfit and I was hanging out with social misfits. But uh, after this particular kid, uh, I'm not going to name names. And if you listen to it, you know who you are. <laughs> uh, had set uh, the forests around our area on fire for the second time. We were just like, yeah, this is a little much. Yeah, we're no. done. Too much. Uh, Fuck that. First time he, we had a little fire in the middle of the woods and we were doing our thing, you know, and we were just kind of hanging out. We weren't looking to set the whole place on fire and he threw a can of WD-40 in there. Mm. Uh, thought it was empty and we all ducked behind trees because we thought it was going to explode. Do you know what happened? Didn't explode. What happened was the top melted off and the gas, the pressure, whatever, it lit on, the gas expelled, lit on fire, and shot up into the tops of the trees. Oh my god. And the second one was just him blatantly setting fire to things. So it was like, okay, well, I don't want to, we don't want to be associated with an arsonist. Yeah, no. Take a step back, I'm good on that. Fuck this. (laughs) Fuck this shit, I'm out. Okay, we're going to take five seconds to listen to our hopeful sponsor, and we will be right all right, now that we're back. So we left off somewhere around when John Goodman shot up the tent thinking that they were the FBI while uh, Louie and Richard get to the cabin where he's staying with his little fucking co-conspirators. Right. And he he had already beaten up fucking Winston from Ghostbusters. And they're done with his shit. And fucking... Doesn't he end up killing Winston... Ernie Hudson? I think so, yeah. There was a whole thing. I didn't. He didn't intentionally kill him, but the... The, the gun went him. off and he fell. I thought the, the engine let loose and... No, it fell down next to them. Oh, okay. But he, like, he had the gun in his hand while they were fighting, and it went off and he fell. And everyone was like, oh my god, blood! L- fucking blew their fucking hiding spot and started running. And I swear to god, John Goodman is the worst fucking shot Ever. He has a fucking he, in automatic this movie, rifle in this or a semi-automatic and fucking the entire time he's shooting directly in their right in their direction and misses every single one of them. Nobody gets shot. In this movie, basically, he plays a budget Rambo on a rampage that went to Stormtrooper uh, 
basically stormtrooper school for learning how to shoot things. He gives serious Walter vibes from the Big Lebowski. <laughs> well, I think that he channeled... it, it, uh, he did the Big Lebowski after this. I know that, he but... definitely channeled this character for Walter just a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Fucking uh, shit, though. Because I've the... been here before. Nobody watched the wrong guys. Let me just do that here. And the entire time this is going on, Richard Belzer is in this fucking. Uh, d- 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 he w- he's basically it's a bathing suit essentially. It's, it, it's like it's, a it's like a surfing suit. It's ba- yeah, well, nineteen eighties bathing suit, surfing suit for people yeah. that don't want to go and expose themselves to the sun. Yeah, but it looks like some shit out of Kill Bill. I think that that was Tim's suit. It was because Tim's the surfer. Yeah, it was. He right. That was the only thing that Tim had after they got out of the fucking spa, escaping the Grundy, Grungy, Grunsky, Grunsky brothers, the Grunsky brothers' wives. wives. Uh, yeah, because they left in, in robes and uh, hair, mm-hmm. uh, hair nets. I, I, I want to say hair nets, not a hair net. It's a hair net, basically. It's a cap. Uh, yeah, it's a, a shower cap. Shower cap. Uh, why couldn't I think shower cap? Basic words are not coming. To it's me. basically a hairnet. Yeah, it's a ha- it's a hairnet for the shower. Shower cap. Yeah, shower I can net. do words. We can hair brain. Yeah. Brains can do brain things sometimes, I, no. occasionally, no. not not usually. My brains have been only semi-functional as of late. As of late, I thought it's been the past couple of years, uh, at least for me. Oh, I'm like, uh, ow! <laughs> oh, wow. But a few years at least, Chris. I mean, you've been on a decline. I don't know what you're talking about. I sure fucking have. I mean, what's going on? You said, oh yeah, just just late. It's been going bad. I'm, I thought it was for everyone. Right? No, I, I don't know. I think it's that all that isolation from yeah, COVID. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Learn to, st- learn to stop socializing and being, you know, here in front of people yeah. talking. You know? Socializing is weird, man. You know, I, having been stuck on, like, social media for way too fucking long and yeah. trying to, like, sit here and conversate with... Converse? Converse? Not conversate. Con- I used to say conversate all the time. conversational with people in your direct presence. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it, it's a little bit more difficult. Like, losing yourself in a screen. I'm, I'm totally capable of, like, sitting in a room with someone, hanging out, smoking a joint or a blunt or a bowl or whatever the fuck, something... And just, like, have my face buried in Mario Kart on my phone. Like, not a single word, nothing needs to be said, just hanging out. This is this is what you call social time. Yep. You don't have to say anything. My social meter runs out real quick, though. All the spoons. Yeah. All the spoons. Uh, not spoons. many spoons. Not many spoons. My full meter spoon is, like, five spoons. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm generally out by about Wednesday. Yep. Most weeks. So, getting back into the movie. They're basically, everything after this is Walter hunting them down through the forest and down the stream or river or whatever. Yeah. Uh, them in perhaps the worst camouflage that I have ever seen. Just <laughs> just random pine... Le- uh, pine leaves. Not just, l- They're not leaves, they're needles, but like random pine branches just, just like stuffed into their coats yeah. and they're all wearing bright colors right like how would you not see that and john goodman gets caught up by the stupidest trap a fucking dollar bill on the ground and then his feet get caught by a fucking bear trap swings them upside down or not even it's not a bear trap it's a fucking it's a noose like, basically a, a slip knot yeah noose around his feet. And then he gets caught hung upside out. He jumps for that when snare. he gets caught. That's the word. That's snare the word. A fucking of. snare. Yeah. 
He already drops the dollar bill, too. He's struggling like a fucking stuck pig. The fact that they used the same thing that caught Richard when he was a Cub Scout as a kid. Yeah. Against basically a mass murderer. Exactly. And a uh, gun runner. How is he keeping his arms like to his sides the entire time that he's hanging upside out? Like, that must be very uncomfortable. For a guy with that kind of... I mean, John Goodman was not a slight guy when he was younger. So for a guy with that kind of weight to be hanging upside down by his ankles, I imagine instead of them just him just being hung up by his ankles, he might be in an apparatus of some sort. Well, I mean, yeah, but like to sell the bit, you're supposed to fucking like... Look, Hang your, upside your arms, down. Your arms would usually fucking let gravity take the fall. Maybe he couldn't do that. Maybe he physically, like, if he with did the, that... With the apparatus, yeah, it would show the fucking strings. It's entirely possible he had to keep his arms by his sides to hide whatever was hanging him up like that. True. Uh, so, let's see, he, he did move his arms at certain points when you're at different angles. Uh, but a squirrel fucking chewed through his rope, and he gets down. Right. That, that was a pretty thick rope, too, to be able to hang him. How quick is a squirrel going to chew through that? Yeah, Not in the two and a half minutes that they're talking to him. Apparently pretty quickly, but he grabs a fucking bowie knife. And goes after one of the... Uh, shoves him into a fucking pond, and then forces everybody else into the pond with a fucking giant-ass gun. Is that a pond, though, really? It's... More of a puddle than anything else. It's a tiny... It's a pretty deep puddle. It's Look at how deep that is. Exactly. It's a tiny pond. That's not a pond. It looks more like... They dug that and filled that with fucking water. Yeah, that looks more did. like a latrine. That, that, that's definitely not a pond. It, lo it looks more like a latrine, <laughs> honestly. I mean, technically, it looks like it could be like a mud spring or something. Like a, it's Whatever it is, it's just filled with mud. They you know what we skipped hole, over? What do we skip over? Tim going down the fucking waterfall. Oh, Tim surfing the waterfall. Cowabunga! Yeah. yeah. But he comes back out of nowhere with everyone's mothers. Well, he tried to, he tried to call He tried to call the cops, and, they, were, and like, they didn't believe him because they had gotten multiple other calls saying that they had seen fucking Duke all over the place. saw Duke here. Somebody saw Duke there. Somebody even saw Duke in Disney World. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. But Tim comes back in clutch with everyone's moms, and they beat the shit out of Duke and fucking, like, tie him up and shit. Like, good for you, old ladies. First of all, the fact that the moms beat the shit out of Duke, but then the cops... With their purses. The cops come around, and they give all the credit to the Boy Scouts. That ass. Right? The, the, well, because, mm, yeah. No, it's our good boys that got him. Don't No, it's not us. It's uh, We didn't do anything. Yeah, it's right. not us. They yeah. found him. They right gave up. us the information. We just the assault is all on them. Mm -hmm. Our children. <laughs> they brutally beat him with pocketbooks. <laughs> just why? Oh God! And honestly, the, the Grunsky's mom. I love her. Honestly, just... same. You have two devoted wives at home. Stop terrorizing these nice boys. <laughs> Yeah, the devoted, two devoted wives. Devoted who, wives, my ass. Like who just tried to fuck some random dudes in a fucking uh, steam room. They were gonna. They were. They were gonna have a steam room orgy. Is what yeah, they were gonna have. That's and, what they expected. And then the real FBI section seven shows up. Right, the one that uh, they had mistaken the Boy Scouts for. Yeah. First of all, bad on the Boy Scouts for using the same patchwork as the FBI. Uh huh. 
right? Just bad on them. Uh, on top of which, not for nothing, the, the, the FBI Section 7 unit in the camouflage just didn't fly. The blue me. camouflage? I, I don't understand it. I don't get it either. I mean, I get that it was Isn't probably FBI just for a gag. FBI usually in, like, suits? It was for a gag. I know, but... Yeah. Well, FBI's I wouldn't say usually in suits. Su- I mean, I, I believe more than more plain clothes. Sometimes there's got to be a uniform of some sort. Well, yeah, but I mean, there's definitely got to be some sort of a uniform for I would field work. FBI but... is usually like undercover shit. I suppose Federal Bureau of Investigations. I don't know. I've never actually personally seen. I've only seen what they show you in the movies. So yeah. I've never seen anything up front. I don't a know anyone from the FBI. Wink, wink. It seems like formal clothes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> I I think a lot of the times you see them in like formal attire, but then the jacket's gone and they're wearing a flak jacket. Yeah, like, that is like the most I've seen them dressed up. I don't see them in camo. No, that never. Seem like an FBI thing, that especially seems more like blue a camo for the military. What the fuck is blue camo supposed to fucking camouflage you from? The I mean, water. I am guessing. Uh, Unlikely. What in the blue carpet treatment at the end of the movie here? <laughs> I'm but guessing at the, the end Boy of the movie, Scouts. They get saluted by the Boy Scouts in their old Boy Scouts uniform. And why the fuck is Tim in shorts? Well, Tim's always in shorts. I hate it. Tim has never worn anything but shorts this entire movie. I, I think fucking. Just, you know what? You're right, and I hate it. I think he's just proud of his calves. He he's should be. Really but I still hate the fucking shorts. I mean. At least it's not Louis Anderson in shorts. True. You know, give it to Tim. Let Tim be the guy that wears the shorts, you know? Whatever. But the end of the movie, they finally get their arrows of light. Arrows of light, yeah. They had to They had to catch a murderous criminal to be able to do it. Yeah, right? You know? This is... It's, I don't... I feel like at, like, 40 to 50 years old, this is an honorary badge at this point. You didn't actually earn this. It's just we're doing this because it's, it's Boy Scout propaganda. Yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna I give love, you this. Uh, I love Richard Belzer. His character, like, he gets his pin. He's like, Congra- the, the Boy Scout captain guy. He's like, congratulations. He's like, does this come in, like, tan and something with, a, like, a darker frame so it doesn't clash with this? He's like, you get what you get. Okay. <laughs> well, because, yeah, the king of accessories there. Yeah, he's, exactly. He's a, he's a designer of sorts, and this doesn't really go I along want, with anything. I want him to fucking style something for me. Yeah. You want a belt from Belts? I do. Yeah, maybe. All I, of my I mean, old teachers used to call me Beltzer. Why are all their like things just hanging down like a, a limp nipple? Because apparently someone doesn't know how to pin a pin pro- properly. Right. Or uh, the the pin may be made out of material that's No, too three heavy. of them, they, he put it above the pocket. The other... Uh, Two, he put below the pocket, which kind of hung weird. The other three, they put it like on the pocket and it was like sagging. Yeah, I mean, that guy did not do a good job doing what he was doing. Yeah. He was also really short. Yeah. Like, he was that the lead Cub Scout captain or whatever the guy's name mm. is, the troop leader. or This isn't just a troop leader. He led everybody. Yeah. He but he scout was... Scout captain. Not good at administrating or... Administrating uh, he's the, not good uh, at buttoning things. buttons. You don't do my button. This is not good. The sags... Bad juju. It's hanging... It looks awful. I can't even see the arrow anymore. It's pointing at my feet. What is with the accent? I don't know. <laughs> it just came along with the weirdness. Celavi. Celavi. All righty, guys. Well, I guess that's it for the Richard Belzer episode. Yeah, yeah, I mean, rest in peace, Mr. Belzer. I, I loved your Munch character. 
We will be ever. We will munch on my soul. Be thankful for munch. Munch on my soul. Munch in everything, because munch was in everything. I want to do a Richard Munch episode. Yeah. A munch Don- episode? Richard. Richard Munch? <laughs> Richard, Richard Munch. Munch Richard Munch or a John Belzer episode. One of the two. <laughs> Richard uh, Munch, John Belzer. Yeah, but do you know how much you would have to watch to be able to effectively do a Munch episode? Yeah, a lot. Like I, I said, listen, I watched all of SVU. Like 300, 300 episodes of like Law like Law and Order in general, and then you have uh, yeah, Homicide no. Life on the Streets, X Files. I didn't I didn't watch all that. I did watch all of Kimmy Schmidt, and I didn't realize that was Munch until after, because I didn't watch SVU until long after Kimmy Schmidt. I didn't get to watch all of Kimmy Schmidt. I only got to watch the first season. It's not terrible. It's not terrible? It's not terrible. How was Munch in it? I don't remember, don't because remember I didn't Belzer. realize He's in it, who he was. He may have just been in it, like, real quick. Like, I'm here, I'm gone. Likely, but, like... Maybe he was one of the cops. That interviewed her. Oh, no way. He, t- he plays Detective John Munch in the show. So you think he could have been Munch in Kimmy Schmidt? He was. He was? He was Munch in Kimmy Schmidt. So he played... Oh, my God. Okay. So he did a crossover episode he did. with Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> okay, then I'm going to have to go and watch the show And Arrested Development. Uh, he was just Munch in everything. He was. That was who he was. Richard, Richard Belts Beltzer. Belts. Richard you know, Belts. every every one of my teachers growing up used to call me Beltzer instead of Bletzer. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe they they, they a always lot of they always switched the letters, and I was just yeah, likely. I, mean, I don't know. He, I was too lo- too fucking young to know. I mean, Richard Beltzer's been doing the detective Munch thing for a long. Mm-hmm. He wasn't always a detective. He was, you know, they had him as a. a regular Someone also said something about um. At one point. Uh. uh Football or a baseball player with the similar last name? Really? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I'd have to I don't know that. either. I don't know shit about sports. Anyway, football drink some or fucking baseball. water, you thirsty bitches. That that came out of nowhere. <laughs> so that's like that's your version of hey, we're done now. <laughs> Move on. 